0: Live, it's your show. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the Sakel CAI toll-free line. It is the live Christmas Day edition of the program. And it's Ian here with you.
1: And Julia.
0: You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Uh, so, lots to talk about tonight. Of course, your calls are the primary element. Should you make them? And another big thanks to Matt over at the Genesis Communications Network for taking time out of his Christmas holiday to come in. I mean, presume, I'm presuming he celebrates Christmas, uh, to come in and, uh, and run the board for the show. So, we, we're paying him, too. So, it's not like it's... Not like he's doing it out of the goodness of his heart, but there's a little bit. There's a factor, I guess, a goodness factor involved there. He certainly didn't have to come in, so big thanks to him. 800-259-9231. Uh, he'll be screening your calls. You, as always, can call about anything. And let's start tonight with a a Christmas message from the Pope. Oh, since, gee. since earlier, I don't know if it was this week or last week, somebody called in. Was it when you were on the show last week, Julia, when the guy called in talking about how he was a Catholic and the Pope and, was
1: the greatest guy on the face right, of the the earth. Right, the Pope
0: was great, and he's offended that we're not in favor of organized religion on this. You know, the, most I don't think most of the hosts on the show are in favor of organized religion. I mean, obviously, I can't speak for all of them, but that's kind of the impression I get. I don't think any of the hosts on this show are involved in an organized religion. Probably true. So he was pretty upset about that, and he was really talking up the Pope and now we actually have something that the pope has said that we can dig into because it's, we just sort of had to talk in generalities about organized religion and why it is that uh, I think it's bad. And, of course, I think that it's, it's bad because it's just yet another method that some men will use to control other men. And, of course, when I say men, I mean men, women, children, um, man controlling man. That's what government does, and that's what organized religion does. Now, organized religion these days doesn't really use coercion in order to do it. They just use scary stories. They you know want to scare you into doing what it is they say you should, whereas government scares you with violence. If you don't do what they say you should, then, well, they're going to hurt you. So let's see what old Popey has to say for himself here. Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, I believe he has a christmas Popey. message yeah, he has a, a christmas message here for uh, for the world and according to the associated press it uh, was unveiled and uh, the the pope said that the world has been is heading toward ruin if selfishness prevails over solidarity during tough economic times for both rich and poor nations. Uh, Nations. He says that in each of these places, may the light of Christmas shine forth and encourage all people to do their part in a spirit of authentic solidarity. What do you think that means? Solidarity. What does that mean? I don't know. You You lost
1: me at shining the Christmas light. Really? Yeah, I don't know what a Christmas light is other than that stuff that goes around your windows.
0: Well, let's, uh, let's put that aside and talk about solidarity. What do you think that means? Authentic solidarity as opposed to what he calls selfishness. He says if people look only to their own interests, our world will certainly fall apart. What do you think about that? Solidarity versus selfishness. Is, it a, is that the true choice?
1: I'm not really aware of what solidarity means.
0: Allow me to speculate. Uh, and if you want to chime in yeah, here I can with, take a
1: guess, with your thoughts,
0: 800-259-9231, what, what does he mean by solidarity? Well, I think that the suggestion there is that you show solidarity by doing what you're told, right? That the idea is that you gather together with the rest of the collective mass and you get Get with the program. Stop being so selfish and give of oneself to others with selflessness. That's the idea, right the uh, the, the common theme found throughout society, all um, West, especially Western society, the idea that selfishness is bad, the idea that taking care of number one is somehow a problem, and that everybody else needs to be uh, number one in your life. I mean, it's this weird sort of collectivist mindset. That people have been indoctrinated to have. And this is one of the reasons why I do not like the Pope. Because he's just uh, he's just a, mouth pay, a mouthpiece, in my opinion, for control. He's just a mouthpiece for uh, controlling other people. And promoting, essentially, collectivist concepts as having some sort of level of, of goodness to them. So the idea of solidarity, for instance, the National uh, Service Program. You might hear the term solidarity used with the National Service Program, because then you're showing solidarity with your your fellow countrymen by going and working, uh, slaving as a government bureaucrat. So you're showing solidarity. You're showing togetherness. You're not just looking out for yourself. See? Does that make sense? Yeah. 1-800-259-9231. Now, the question, of course, is what's wrong with it? Well, it sounds nice on its face, right? It sounds... you can't just look after yourself. Selfless, selfishness is bad. I mean, that's what we've been told. Selfishness. I mean, it's, the, it's the, the giving season, right? You're supposed to give to people and not expect anything in return.
1: Well, I think most people give in hopes that they'll get something in return. Sure. Or because they feel like they will get something in return and they don't want to be a jerk.
0: Yeah, and odds are good they will get something in return. That's probably true. Uh, but this is a common message. And to me... I think selfishness is inevitable. I think selfishness is something that you can't get away from. No matter how much you proclaim your selflessness, I don't believe it. Because I think the Pope is absolutely wrong here when he says that if people look only to their own interests, our world will certainly fall apart. Well, isn't isn't it in your interest to have good relations with others? Why would anybody... I mean, the whole idea that one could get along in the world without working closely with others and somehow could be so selfish that you wouldn't interact with other people and and wouldn't want to to please them is bewildering to me. I don't think it's possible. In the world that we have today, you have to rely on others. The, The division of labor, everybody is so specialized in what it is that they do, you really can't Run your own farm, for the most part. The average American could not go and create a self-sustainable life for themselves without using the skills and the talents of the people around them. And luckily, the free marketplace, which we don't have, we have a restricted marketplace, but it still has, you know, it's a little more free than other places around the world. The more free the marketplace, the uh, the better your ability to provide for yourself and others, Because in order to provide for yourself, you have to give others what they want. I mean, that's just the way things work. If I want to have a successful radio show, I have to give my advertisers and my listeners and my affiliate stations what they want. Because if I'm not giving those people what they want, they're not going to turn around and give me more affiliate stations, more listeners, uh, more money into the AMP program. Advertisers aren't going to buy more ads. So you have to give people what they want in order to get what you want. But it's all inherently selfish. Every single bit of it. The advertisers are advertising on the show because they want more customers. The listeners are listening to the show because they want to be entertained or informed, possibly. Uh, The amplifiers are uh, amplifying the show because they hopefully understand that getting the message of liberty out will help, uh, help them in the long run. Everybody does everything from a point of selfishness. The reason why you're sitting in your chair tonight, Julia, is because well, it makes you feel good to be here and do this show. At some level, you're not getting paid. That's I'm true. I'm not going to cut you a check after the show's over. So, is it selfless of you to sit here and give of yourself to Free Talk Live and the listeners, or is it selfish because well, it's something you want to do?
1: Are you asking me?
0: I'm asking rhetorically. You're sitting here. You're welcome to answer.
1: Well. I am I agree with you. I certainly don't think there's anything wrong with being selfish, and I think the word is misused a lot. What do you mean? Well, I think a lot of people confuse greed, for example. I, I can see being greedy as a negative trait, and I think a lot of people confuse being selfish and being greedy. I I think that doing things for yourself, there's nothing wrong with, and... <sighs>
0: You might as well. It's your life. You should do things for yourself. Of course, there's nothing wrong with it. But yes, yes. I see where you're coming from. They, uh, it's misunderstanding and the term selfishness.
1: I'm even having a difficult time coming up with the exact de- definition of being greedy is, is sort of what I'm thinking about now. But I think there's a difference, and I think a lot of people I think being greedy, take one for the other.
0: I think being greedy, might maybe the definition of that might be uh, that you are... Hoarding money to the detriment of uh, others, perhaps? I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe you can define Stealing. it for us. 800 259 9231. Calls are loading up. We'll take you calling about anything. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's the live Christmas Day edition of the program, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. The features include live streams. We've got a broadband version, dial-up version, and webcam version of the show, all free for you You can listen online over at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. And you know email's not secure, but hey, privacy's dead anyway, right? Wrong. Introducing privacyharbor.com. It's an easy-to-use, secure email alternative. Sign up for a free account today. That's privacyharbor.com, because normal email is not secure. privacyharbor.com. Real quick, before we go on with the phone calls here, uh, started a, the show out with a story about the Pope propagandizing the masses uh, to be anti-selfishness. Selfishness is bad. You can't look out for number one. Well, wait a minute. If you don't look out for number one, who is going to look out for number one? Are you expecting everybody else to look out for you? Because, I mean, that's, that might be a nice idea, but it's not very realistic. I mean, the fact of reality is that people are always acting in their own best interest. And thank goodness.
1: The act, what's seen as not being selfish, giving gifts is a selfish act in that you're doing it because you, A, want to look good, Mm -hmm. you want people to be impressed by it, and B, it makes you feel good.
0: Absolutely. And uh, so people are always doing things, even if it's giving gifts or giving to charity. Somebody might be able to say, well, I gave X amount of dollars to charity this year. See how selfless I am. Well, if you're taking that position, then you're you're giving money to charity because it's making you feel good. And if you're touting it, if you're telling other people about it, shouting it from the rooftops, and bragging about your so-called selflessness, then you're clearly doing it to make yourself look good to others. It would be one thing to give money quietly, give a large amount of money uh, quietly to some charitable organization. Even then, you're still doing it because it makes you feel good, and that's okay. It's okay to do things that make you feel good. That's what life is about, isn't it? Or is it about just feeling bad and uh, delaying any sort of gratification that you have forever uh, because that would be wrong? It would be wrong to do things for yourself and make yourself feel good? I mean, it's just a crazy mindset that Sounds selfishness is like a really bad.
1: lame 80-plus whatever years.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and here's the definition of greed since we're talking about that. Uh, the dictionary definition from dictionary.com is excessive or rapacious desire, especially for wealth or possessions. Another definition, reprehensible acquisitiveness, insatiable desire for wealth. And as we've touched on in the past, and it's worth reminding people, The only way that greed can really be a problem, in my opinion, and you're certainly welcome to disagree at 1-800-259-9231, the only way greed can really be a problem is when you can have unchecked greed, when you have a situation like we do with governments where there is no check on their greed, except for violent revolution or mass civil disobedience. The government can continue just grabbing as much of your money as they want to. The government has no check on its greed, whereas the usual uh, suspects as far as greed is concerned, corporations – you know how the uh, the uh, anti-corporate activists are always talking about how greedy these companies are? Well, the fact is their greed is checked by the marketplace because you can only be so rapacious in the marketplace if you're so greedy that you cut costs to the bone. Well, then you don't have anybody – Doing customer service in your business anymore. You you don't have good staffing, and that's going to result in customers going somewhere else. As long as there's a competitor in the marketplace or the possibility for a competitor, nobody can ever get too greedy. Because if you get too greedy, then the market will check you. Your customers will go somewhere else. If you start cutting costs and you start, you know, you make it so that your product is made of of crappier quality, so you can make a bigger profit on it, eventually people are going to go and buy your competitor's product, because they make a better product, even if it is a little bit more expensive. So there's only so far that greed can take you in the marketplace as long as you have competition to check your greed. So there's nothing inherently wrong with being greedy, because you can't really get there. You can't get to the ultimate. There is no apex for greed. There's no point that you can reach where it'll ever be satiated. So the drive to get to where it is you want to go is okay, as long as other people are driven to compete with you. Because then they can point it out and say, hey, these guys are being greedy. Come over here, buy our product, our service. We're doing a better job of it. We'll give you a better deal. And that's what the marketplace does. But in the government world, there is no limit. They can take 10% as easily as they can take 40%, as easily as they can take 70%. Now, when they get up to the 90th percentile, people might start thinking about doing something about it. But until then, (laughs) man. There's no checks. So I hope that clarifies my position on greed. Yours is welcome at 800-259-9231. As we go to your calls about anything, let's start with Mike in Maryland. Mike, you are on Free Talk Live at the Inn in Julia.
2: Uh, yes, uh, thanks for, for taking my call. Hey,
0: what's on your mind, and Mike? And thank
2: you for uh, having a live show on Christmas. It's refreshing.
0: Here we are, and here you are. Go ahead. What's on your mind?
2: Well, basically, when I talk about the, uh, the Catholic, quote-unquote, religion, I take it this, this isn't one of those PC shows where you have to pull your punches, is it? Uh, I mean, well, I can,
0: considering we came out of the gate uh, going after the Pope, probably not. Uh,
2: okay, well, then I can give my unvarnished opinion without being cut off, I, I assume.
0: Just don't but, use any FCC unfriendly words and you'll be oh, fine.
2: Of, of course not. I yeah. would never do that. But let me just say that I think there are fine Catholic people. There, you know, Most people, I'm sure, are fine, and there are some good priests that do some good things. But let me just say that I think... I'm i I'm a history buff, and I used to study the occult and, and various religions as a hobby, and, and but basically the Catholic religion is it's it's a it's a pagan religion, and well and what's can, what's wrong
0: with that I mean religions well, are religions.
2: No. Well, you know, but um, but it's, it's it's still Christianity, and let me explain what I'm talking okay. about. Uh, Constantine, of course, you may – you know the, I think the fifth the century or fourth century adopted the uh, Christian religion, but the conquered territories of the Western Roman Empire were largely Celtic. You, now you have the Iberians in Spain, you have the Germanic tribes, so they had to co-opt many of the pagan practices of the people that they conquered. Well, we know and, that the,
0: uh, the Christians ripped off the pagans uh, as far as creating Christmas. We've talked about that this week already.
2: Oh, oh sure, and, and a lot of the early churches were built on formerly pagan shrines, and that's why there's so much emphasis in the Catholic religion placed on, on holy water, because the ancient Celts uh, would make votive offerings to the gods of the sacred springs.
0: So how do you feel about the Pope?
2: I think, uh, seeing that he's a former Nazi, I'm a... A little bit skeptical of him. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, yeah, you could give him a little bit of credit though. I mean, the fact is he was a kid at that time, and we've all changed a lot since we were kids. I think, I think that you could give him a pass on that one. I mean, the fact is, if if you didn't want to go into the Hitler Youth, they might have done some nasty things to you at that time or to your to your family. So, I'm, well, I'm, I'm I, not sure if that's.
2: Yeah, he may have been under some some pressure, but let me just probably explain my. My thesis, if you if you will.
0: I don't know if we have time for a whole thesis, but you can, oh, okay. if you can do well, it in 20 seconds, you can.
2: Uh, well, well, let me just say that you know the whole thing with the Mother Mary, uh, that's kind of like a, a co-opting of the of, of the uh, pagan goddess and the lighting of candles uh, straight out of out of voodoo. So, so there's so many ceremonies and so many aspects.
0: It's very interesting. I, they, and I thank you for religion. bringing those aspects up, and it really shows that the a bunch of unoriginal hacks, I mean, ripping off religions that had come before them. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is the live Christmas Day edition of Free Talk Live, and as always, you can bring up anything. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Christmas Day edition. You can take control of the airwaves. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-800-259-9231 one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Those features include updates. You get signed up, and we'll let you know whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Whatever the latest is, you'll know first. If you're on the updates list, go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com.
1: The Institute for Humane Studies is now offering free seminars over spring break. This March, join other libertarians from across the country for an intense and interdisciplinary exploration of classical, liberal, and libertarian thought. Participation is free. IHS provides housing and meals during the conference. Apply now to attend a seminar at the University of California, Santa Cruz, March 7th through 12th, or at Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia, March 14th through 19th. Visit com for more information.
0: Your calls are the point of the show, and believe it or not, even though it's Christmas Day, the phones are loaded up. Let's go to first to Dave in Ohio listening to WAIS. Hello, Dave.
3: Hi, guys. I got the perfect solution. Instead of saying happy holidays, say happy December 25th.
0: Well, whatever. I, 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 nobody has ever told me they've been offended by Happy Holidays, so I don't really feel as though I need to uh, need to adjust anything. But for those who are concerned, yes. uh, I suppose
3: that's a possibility. Uh, because I, I, or you? I might have got messed up when I said Happy. You know what? The other day, holidays.
0: You might have gotten messed up. What do you mean? Yes.
3: I mean, I took it. You? I thought you were offended by it. But, me?
0: Oh yes. man! It takes a lot to offend me. Yes. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what would – I'm not too easily offended. I mean, I don't I don't care much for racists. I think they're disgusting and despicable. But I don't know if they really offend me that much necessarily. But certainly, happy holidays, happy Kwanzaa, happy Christmas, uh, happy Hanukkah, none of it bothers me.
3: And one final thing. I think, if I remember correctly, solidarity started as a defiance of Polish government when Black Rwanda was in office.
0: To be. i'm sure solidarity is a term that has been used throughout uh you know the ages to mm-hmm. to bring people together behind mm-hmm. some sort of common cause yep. of course in the pope's uh realm he means whatever it is authorities say yep. uh it is to mean so whatever it is the right. government says you need to show solidarity don't be okay, thinking of yourself you. now dave thanks for the call right. appreciate hearing from you and Happy Holidays. 800-259-9231. And I have no problem saying Merry Christmas. Sometimes I say Merry Christmas back to somebody who says Merry Christmas. Sometimes I say Happy Holidays back. I always back. just,
1: I wait for someone to say it to me and I'll say it back. You'll copy but, back whatever they yeah, say? Yeah, whatever they say, I'll just say back. Because I don't care either way. It means yeah. nothing. all means nothing to me. And I just, pissing people off isn't something, something I really it's like That's to something do. I did in
0: high school. Yeah. Uh, let's continue here. Stephen in New Mexico. Stephen, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Stephen. Going Hello there. You're on the air. What's on your mind tonight?
4: Hey, still in New Mexico. Um, I uh, I'm calling because I've had a, a, a series of conversations with my son-in-law. He is going to law school, Uh-oh. Um, and he uh, he's been infected with the the leftist college thing that happens in colleges. I mean, I'll, you know, it's it's the cliche, right? You go to college, you come out of claiming liberal, right?
0: Well, is it Uh, leftist or is it just statist? I mean, it's my understanding that a lot of lawyers are very devout Republicans and or Democrats.
1: Well, I think he has a point, though, in that a lot of kids especially tend to come out of college considering themselves liberals and they jump on the global warming bandwagon and the environmental Mm -hmm. hysteria bandwagon and all of that.
4: Yeah, he he probably can be saved, though, uh, I I base this on several things. First of all, he's really very smart. Not that some leftists aren't. I know some leftists are really very smart.
0: Oh, absolutely. They Uh, use their brilliance to try to control others.
4: Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, He's also uh, in his early 30s. I think he's 31. uh, So he's not, you know, very young and impressionable, you know, like an 18-year-old right out of high school or something. Mm -hmm. and, And also, just based on the conversations that we've had We were talking about, for example, the Constitution, and now I have to kind of uh, I have to kind of uh, uh, go. I have to kind of copy what Tom Woods said. Professor Tom Woods, who wrote the uh, uh, the politically incorrect guide to American history, he he said, you know, I'm not a big fan of the Constitution when I'm talking to people like us, you know, the of the freedom movement. Let's say. Right, but if I'm talking to Hillary Clinton, for example, or one of her supporters, or a Barack Obama supporter, or a George Bush supporter, boy, I'm constitutional all the way because you know you can kind of use that as a as a kind of a, a rod and jab them. You know, hey, why yeah. don't you follow your own law here? Well, we were talking about that, and, and he said, um, you know, he said that uh, he thought it was kind of absurd people who have this strict constructionist view of the Constitution because after all, it's a 200 year old document. And, and that the the living breathing idea of the Constitution was the proper one for the 21st century. Uh, of course, this is what his his professors are teaching him. And I said, I said, well, hold on now. I said, let's think about, I, you know, his name's Robert. I said, Robert, let's think about what the, what the founders went through, the uh, uh, the Revolutionary Generation, what they went through. I said, what they fought against was the was the living breathing Constitution. England had that kind of a constitution it had a living breathing constitution in other words it could be changed on a whim you know on a whim of parliament or the king uh and and the reason why they fought against it and made a constitution that that is pretty much set in stone unless you know you use the amendment process is because they found that the living breathing constitution was no guarantor of civil liberties now never mind you know you and i ian or you and i julia if if you if we're talking you know to heck with the Constitution because well, it's it clear that it's no guarantor <laughs> yes,
0: right. the Constitution has it's either the Constitution has either authorized all of the tyranny or has been powerless to prevent
4: exactly it. lysander spooner and and yeah. I've also talked with him about Spooner too, so I'm really trying to push and I guess what I'm calling for is to kind of get ideas, advice, maybe articles you could point to books you could recommend to kind of help this guy along now well, keep in I, mind he's in law school and he's inundated with homework so that's like i've been kind of pushing him towards you know little podcast and things like that
1: well i my favorite book to give to liberals if you say that he is indoctrinated with the liberal mindset He's is healing, to go that way yes. healing our world by dr mary ruart okay it's an excellent book and i think that it it sort of takes liberty from the like wanting to help people side of things mm-hmm. so like like that was actually one of the first books I read about liberty, and I was pretty much already converted, so to say. But mm-hmm. it just – the way it presents it is, is from a people-who-want-to-help-people people side of things, I guess. And I used to consider myself a liberal, and really it was just that I wanted to help people. I just didn't realize that government wasn't the way to help people.
0: Right. That's an excellent suggestion. I would certainly second that one. Uh, it's, it's a good one. I mean, if you're looking at something – if I don't know if you should get bogged down in trying to – convince him on the constitution i mean michael that wrote a pretty good book on the constitution but i mean if he believes what he believes about that then i think maybe healing our world might be a better approach because it just talks about solving society's problems uh... Mm -hmm. with with the free marketplace and and by allowing our neighbors to be free and right well yes
4: but he was actually really i mean when i said that about you know the living breathing constitution is no guarantor of liberty because it can be changed on a whim he was like, wow, I mean, he really got it, you know what I mean? Oh, it did he? Okay. He, yeah, he was like, oh, boy, I see what you mean. And I I, I just kind of wonder if he's going to think on that himself, if he's going to debate. Because I, I know, man, if I was in law school, dude, I, I would be up those college professors' butts every day, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> you yeah. know that's nice.
0: That, that's probably something you could get away with to an extent, but at the same time, you've also got to bow down to answer the test questions in the way they want <laughs> you to. right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So... Yeah. It's a tough it's a it's a tough place to be as a liberty loving person from what I have gathered. I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. too much about it, but we've had people calling the show from time to time. Uh so go, you know, go and if that's a direction you want to go in, uh I read Michael Badnarik's book It's Good to Be King. A few years Uh back, uh, he was the Libertarian Party presidential candidate for 2004, and that really digs into the Constitution and talks about uh, the original intent and what it all really means, and and it does it in a really easy-to-understand way, and it's a really short book, too, so you might want to check that one out as well. Thank you for the call tonight, and good luck. Let us know how it goes. 800-259-9231 800 259 9231. But generally, uh, I mean, for any general audience, especially of the liberal persuasion, healing our world is certainly the way to go. More coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Christmas Day edition of the program. When other talk show hosts just want to lounge around, we're doing a radio program, which isn't really that much above lounging. So. In fact, I'd like to say I'm really glad that we're doing the show tonight. I mean, we would have done the show on uh, whether it was internet only or live on the radio, but it's it's <laughs> we were just. Like, can I explain what our day was like here today? Sure, Julia? that's fine. Uh, we, uh, Julia's brother, came over to visit from uh, from Maine, and we've been just lounging all day long. And it, I, I said earlier. Like you can tell, you're scraping the bottom of the internet. (laughs) That you have, you have run out of things to do when you find yourself uh, poking around, as Julio was doing, as we were just sitting watching, poking around on Wikipedia, looking at old and YouTube, looking at clips from TGIF shows from the early 1990s, like uh, what Family Matters. Well, it didn't
1: start out as that. Like we we were on looking at other things first, I think, and it was just one of those. Situations where you're bored, you're looking around on the internet and clicking from link to link to link and eventually (laughs) TJIF came up and we were looking at clips from Family Matters, Steve Urkel.
0: Yes. So that was our day today. Now we're doing something productive. So 800-259-9231, and that is taking your phone calls about anything. And by the way, if you want to help support this show, you can do that by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Maybe you got a check from grandma and grandpa or mom and dad or something like that, and you want to blow it. Tomorrow? Well, do it at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and get the stuff you've been waiting to uh, to purchase in 41 categories as well as used items, new or used. We'll get a cut if you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We go to your phone calls. Mike in Wisconsin, you are on Free Talk Live.
3: Yeah, I just uh, had an article I wanted to discuss where government is not only able to um, intrude on a pretty brilliant entrepreneur um, but I, I was reading this article, and it, it's actually really brilliant. And I, I came across it about two hours ago, and I um, was like, I have to call in tonight since I know you guys were doing a show.
0: All right. What is That's
3: it? A, if you'll indulge me. Yeah. Um, inquiry into U.S. plastic surgeon who, quote, used fat from clients to run a car.
2: Hmm. This
3: is a Beverly Hills cosmetic surgeon who would take the liposuction fat from his patients and would convert it into fuel for his um, biodiesel vehicle. Wow. And, but now they're, uh, looking,
0: they're investigating him now?
3: And now they're, it's Californ- the, the article says, California's public health department has opened an inquiry into claims made by Dollar- Dr. Alan Bittner that he had turned fat removed from his patients into biodiesel. Dr. Bittner writes on his website, the vast majority of my patients request that I use their fat for fuel, and I have more fat huh. than I can use. And so not only does he have their consent, it's not like he's just taking the fat from yeah. the patients. He has their consent, which is, you know, required for basically any medical procedure. Right. Um, but now you have uh, – not, not only do the, the patients they come out a little thinner like they initially desired, mm-hmm. but as the doctor says, well, they also get to, you know, save the planet as well. <laughs> so and so they,
0: everybody's it's, happy. Everybody, it's a win-win for happy. everybody.
3: Yeah, the, the, I mean, the, the guy lives in L.A., so I'm sure, you know, I, he probably either has to commute and ride into work. Right. Uh, so he gets free gas. The patients who probably have, especially in this economy, if they have money to spare on liposuctions, uh, you know, they're happy. And uh, basically everybody walks out happy, and now that he's being investigated and his clinic's been shut down. Because, Whoa! Uh,
0: can, can I guess why? Is it because uh, some he's violating some kind of disposal law, like you're only supposed to do X, Y, and Z with biological waste?
3: That that's probably what it is. If, if they're bringing the public health department into it, mm-hmm. um, but it also says here in the article that it is illegal in the U.S. to use human medical waste to power vehicles. Which Are also you does, kidding me? Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me either. Because I mean, look, if if the if the water reclamation plant, if there's some ingenious employee down there that wants, that wants to take human feces reclaimed from the water and can turn it into a a, a fuel more power Why they to they be able to do
0: that either. Yeah. I, I I it's just amazing. Maybe the answer is and obviously I'm speculating here but I would love to hear from others at 800-259-9231 but maybe the answer is that this is some sort of uh pre- preemptive strike by the current power comp I mean the current uh, oil companies to uh, prevent people from innovating in this particular area. Maybe there's some real potential uh, with using bodily waste in some way to to power things. I mean, I, I remember reading a while back about somebody wanting to harness the power of cow farts or something like that. And uh, so maybe there's something to this, and the oil companies are trying to suppress it. Obviously, that's kind of a paranoid suggestion, but mm, some would believe it.
3: Yeah, who who knows? But I I just thought I would call and, and I, I wanted to also wish you both a very happy holidays and uh thanks for showing up today and giving the people that showing don't have up. a lot to do something to <laughs> enjoy. Walking
1: downstairs. And
0: appreciate. Yeah, it was no problem, man. Uh and so you said before you go though, you said this guy has they they shut down his operation and now like his license is in jeopardy and Um it's,
3: he had a website, uh the the article states that he had a website called lipodiesel dot com and that's been shut down hmm. and his clinic has been closed.
0: Wow. That's a sad story. So you know,
3: uh, I guess uh, innovative entrepreneurship in this day and age is no longer. And not only, like I said, it's the consensual thing. It's consensual, innovative, and being an entrepreneur. uh, I guess we don't need that anymore. Right? You know, he should
0: have. How how dare he uh, go out there and try to create a product for himself all by himself without going to the proper authorities first? He should have gone downtown. uh, As the we have this commercial that runs uh, from time to time on our on our internet feed that is really funny about the whole process of getting into business today and that there's all these forms and these obligations and mandates and government bureauc- uh, bureaucrats you have to deal with and j- hoops that you have to jump through so clearly uh business people should be doing all this hoop jumping before they even begin the process of innovating uh, that'll really do a lot to help the economy won't it
3: to just pro. Push- yourself. That's that's what you have to do now, is just prostrate yourself and, and lick boots, and you'll be the the best businessman out there in the free market.
0: Thank you for the call tonight. appreciate hearing from you, and I'm glad you brought the story up. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So, I mean, I think that plastic surgery is kind of silly in general, but people want to do it. That's their business. It's their body. They should be able to suck out whatever they want and put in whatever they want and <laughs> rearrange whatever they want, how they want. And if, uh, if they're paying for it voluntarily and he's doing it for them, who cares what he does with the leftovers? I don't care. what He, he can put them in jars and set them on his shelf if he wants to. <laughs> I mean, whatever, man. It doesn't bother me, but, yeah, it's probably because of some sort of biohazard claims, like, oh, this is bad. I mean, can you imagine that process? What, what's the process like when you take fat from somebody's body? You liposuck the fat out and then you turn that into fuel, it sounds gross. I mean, it yeah. sounds like a messy, nasty process. 1-800-259-9231, we continue. John is on the line in New Hampshire. You are on Free Talk Live with Ian and Julia.
5: Merry Christmas, folks.
0: Hey, Merry Christmas Hi. to you, John. What's on your mind?
5: Hey, I'm calling about uh, peace on Earth. As uh, <clears throat> The message of today is supposed to be about peace on Earth. And uh,
0: Supposedly. there's only
5: one way to get there. That's through non-aggression.
0: That's true. For, uh, through allowing uh, your neighbors to be free,
5: uh, you've got on your your, your home page there at Free Talk Live a uh, interview with a fellow from. Uh, he's an associate of Deepak Chopra.
0: That's correct. I take the vow. dot com. Interesting yeah, and site. and it was
5: kind of interesting, and and it was neat. He used the word uh, nonviolent evolution. It's a, it's a term that you use and I use, and, and several others of us up here in New Hampshire are using. It's evolution as opposed to revolution. Absolutely. Um, I thought you did a pretty good job interviewing him. Um, something that you might want to know is that the, those people are, you know, impure, just like all, all my other brothers and sisters in either the yoga or Buddhist or Christian communities mm-hmm. that are, you know, they're, they're not perfect. and They think they're nonviolent. Right. But if even if their even if their organization is a five hundred one c three tax deductible non-government church or organization or something they're tied to the government and they shouldn't be doing that and it's very very hard for people to do and I guess that gets it's kind of deep to even say that because it's 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 beyond just uh, realizing the violence because people only do that on a personal action level and they don't realize as you said is it okay if you authorize somebody else to do it
0: Certainly uh, not. We, it's not okay to hire a hitman to kill your wife, and it's not okay to hire the government to uh, to force people to kill, to pay money into some fund that does what you want it to do. I mean, it's yeah, just, so it's just not okay.
5: It's not okay at all. And the personal action might be for people to just just think about that on this Christmas Day. If you want peace on earth, all of you, uh, uh, whatever whatever denomination or none at all that you're from, the only way to get to peace on earth is through non-aggression. You need to stop doing that and take a step back from the government. Take a look at what they're really doing. When they put people in prison for driving down the street without a license or having a couch on their porch,
0: or the or last not guy, paying their taxes, or, or, or the, the, the plastic is, surgeon who is uh, powering his car from the, the fat. It's just so sad. And you're absolutely right. You have to allow others to be free if you want it for yourself. And I think that uh, we're going to see some interesting changes coming up here in 2009. John, thanks for your patience tonight. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231 as more people continue to get together who also would like freedom. We're going to see some very interesting things happen. Hour two's coming up. It's Free Talk Live.
1: This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program. It is the live Christmas Day edition of the program. Bring up what you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the Sacle CAI toll free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're totally free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, FreeTalkLive.com As we continue with your phone calls About whatever you want We start things out with Ray in Illinois Ray's gone, so we won't be starting with Ray And instead we'll go somewhere else If you're not on the line, and we talk about interesting things to us And here's one Unfortunately it's not good news It's about the MySpace case or Actually specifically about One of the laws that resulted from The MySpace case You don't know what I'm talking about I'm referring to The 13-year-old girl that hung herself. Do you remember this story, Julia? Uh, Barely, yes. She was on MySpace, as so many young people are, and a 16-year-old handsome hunk started chatting her up, and he was really showing an interest in her. You know, he's 16, older boy, and she was kind of falling for him. And now she hadn't actually met the 16-year-old boy, and in fact, it turns out that the 16-year-old boy was, in actuality, one of her former friends. You know how the teenage girls, they are friends, and then they aren't friends, and you kind of actually were in that situation at one point, right, earlier in your life? Uh, So they kind of fight with one another, and so I guess at this time, this other teenage girl had created this 16-year-old boy's account, and... In fact, it wasn't even just the teenager, it was the mother of the teenager was also involved. So apparently it was at least a couple of people, if not more than that, that were kind of, I don't know, maintaining this account of this fake 16-year-old boy. So what they ended up doing was the uh, 16-year-old boy who didn't exist ended up sending a nasty message, at least one, perhaps more nasty messages to the 13-year-old girl. So effectively, he made uh, they made her believe that this guy was interested in her, and then they essentially told her to go to hell. I mean, they were really That's nasty nice. to her, and and. Being uh, apparently a teenage girl who was already suffering allegedly from depression, already having problems with self-esteem, as you might imagine that happens with a lot of teenage girls, that allegedly pushed her over the edge, and I think she hung herself. So what happened as a result? Well, the the mother in the case got into uh, the realm of federal charges, and I don't recall if she'd been sentenced yet or not. This story might give us the update here, but... It went beyond that because, as a result, the state government people have now gone and created new laws. I mean, this is what they do. Whenever something happens, uh, something bad happens, the government people go out and they create new laws to supposedly prevent it. But we all know it doesn't prevent anything. It just results in more people being punished. And in this case, being punished for doing something that has been so common on the Internet – that is making fun of other people on the well, internet?
1: Making fun of people is common. I, I mean, online everywhere. and offline. Yeah, offline. So uh, to me, I mean if someone makes fun of you and you kill yourself, are, should that person be punished because That's
0: what they're saying that yes, they should. Well, that seems well, Actually, they'll go further. They'll say you should be punished just for making fun of somebody.
1: That's retarded.
0: Well, let me get into the story from the AP, where a 21-year-old woman accused of sending a vulgar text message to a 17-year-old girl is one of the first cases brought under a law against cyberbullying, spurred by the suicide of a teenage girl following cruel messages on the Internet. The 2006 death of 13 year old Megan Meyer prompted Missouri lawmakers to update state harassment law earlier this year so that it now covers bullying and stalking done through electronic media, like emails or text messages. Because apparently, when you send somebody an email, it's the same as, oh, lurking outside their window and watching them <laughs> uh, or doing other stalker like things. A handful of cases related to electronic communication have been filed statewide since the law took effect on August 28th. So it's only been in effect since the end of August, and they've already uh, gone after a handful of people. Prosecutors don't track harassment cases based on the type of communication method used, so they couldn't provide an exact count in recent days of how many people have been charged because of the new provisions. One of the new cases, Nicole Williams is accused of using electronic communications to harass a teenager in a dispute over a boy. Williams is scheduled for an arraignment on one count of harassment on January 8th. She allegedly sent the text message to the 17-year-old that she had not previously met because she heard the girl had a physical encounter with her boyfriend. The two had just been talking, say police. He believed that the cops are now getting involved in the personal uh, drama of teenagers' lives. The cops are are taking a position. The, 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 The official word from the police is that the two had just been talking because of that, this is harassment sending a text message accusing her of doing more than that. The 17-year-old girl even received voice messages with lewd and threatening comments, including some that called her by the name Pork and Beans and threatened rape. <laughs> William, now, now, threats are kind of, I guess, a little more serious. If you say, well, someone's going to rape you, I, yeah. I guess that could be considered serious. I was yeah. just
1: going to say that I actually have a friend who... Last year, when she was in school, some kids started being nasty to her, and she um she got threatening phone calls, voicemails about being raped and and stuff. And the police actually said there was absolutely nothing they could they do about do anything about like that. Um, so I was curious how you felt about that.
0: I think it's uh, I can see how how a a serious threat like that could could really upset somebody, and I could see how that could be problematic. I don't think that it should result in anything else besides changing your phone number. Um, I don't think that there's necessarily, I mean, if you're just sending somebody a text message, does that really, that's a tough call because, I mean, somebody could say that does some damage to uh, another person's mental well-being. You could claim that there could be some damage uh, as a result of that and could be some restitution. I'd be interested to hear what other people think about that, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 How can
1: you gauge mental mental damage. Right. I mean, it, it's a really sort of gray area because I could say if someone makes fun of me, I could easily say, "Oh, it hurt my feelings so much that right. I I mentally scarred forever." Right, but, the,
0: but there's a difference between calling somebody pork and beans and saying I'm going to tr- <laughs> I'm going to smash your head against the pavement.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: So, I'd be interested to see what other people think about that, what the appropriate uh, the appropriate solution to that level of harassment should be. I don't know if it necessarily should, should be jail, be a though.
1: Solution. I'm sorry, but kids make fun of each other, adults make fun of each other, and.
0: I, I, but there's a difference between making fun and threatening violence. Oh, don't I thought you, you were think? just talking, about,
1: talking about cyber or whatever. No, no, no. I, I, oh no, I, no I'm I, talking I, about
0: threatening violence. Like, what should be done in that particular case? I'm open to ideas. I don't really have any specific answers. I don't think jail is appropriate for a simple threat. Because you didn't, if you haven't done anything, then there's not any real significant crime. There's no real crime against a per, somebody's person or their property. But it is a nasty thing to do. So changing a phone number, I think, would be an easy way to solve that problem. Discontinuing communication with those individuals, ostracizing them, I think, would be easy ways to solve the problem. I don't know if there's really much that can be done as far as restitution because what's it worth? Is it a million dollars? Do you pay somebody a, you know, 100,000 dollars because you hurt their feelings or you threatened them? What what would the appropriate restitution be for a threat?
1: It's a tough tough one. I I don't know.
0: Well, we continue the story here. Williams told police that others sent those messages from her phone according to a probable cause statement. So she's saying she didn't send them, which again is another great example of how do you how do you prove this? And if somebody has sent a text message, how is it proven that it was the original, or it was the uh, party that is being complained about who actually sent it? And so the, the excuse that, well, I didn't send it, somebody else did, seems a pretty legitimate excuse. It could very well has, uh, have been the, the sister of this girl. So how do you track down the actual user? You can't. Uh, so we continue here. A 17-year-old girl received the messages. Police spokeswoman said the uh, 17-year-old had eggs, thumbtacks, and a can of bake, baked beans thrown on her car. Now, that's real vandalism, and there's I think there's some action that could be taken there. Williams has not been linked with or charged with those offenses, however. The case was filed in November and is the first involving text messages in Sh- uh, St. Charles County. Uh, the attorney who's representing one of the uh, clients says that the, uh, the criticized the revised law on electronic harassment. He called the Meyer case tragic, but lawmakers had engaged in a knee-jerk reaction to try to address the high-profile case. And this is typical of what government people do. These lawmakers, they run out and they create new laws so they can pat themselves on the back, and then next election time, they can tout how it is. See, hey, we're looking out for your teenagers. We've passed this law that's going to prevent electronic harassment and communication. Of course, it's not going to prevent anything. It's just going to result in people having their lives ruined for doing things that teenagers do. I mean, teenage indiscretion is it abounds, and so that'll result in plenty of victims from this law. Free talk live, more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those. Including the bulletin board system. You can go to bbs.freetalklive.com, read all kinds of posts, serious issues to fun stuff, all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. and it's really kind of a it's uh, it's kind of an adult place uh, in fact the most popular thread on the forum right now is the excellent breasts thread
1: so there's a lot of talking in that thread there's really not yeah. and and there's a sort of a lack i feel of excellent breasts there are a lot of
0: breasts on the thread uh, but whether or not they're excellent is obviously up to the viewer and, of course, since it's a uh, it's a BBS thread, anybody can post what they consider excellent breasts. So, obviously, you're going to find a large variety of uh, breasts there. So, all that aside, though, the fact is it's an incredibly popular thread. So popular, in fact. And I was bewildered when uh, this was brought to my attention and amazed and pleased all at the same time. But, apparently, the excellent breast thread over the Free Talk Live BBS has become so popular that... It is actually the number two search. Uh, if you search for excellent breasts on Google right now, it's the number two result. If you put quotes around excellent breasts, then it's the number one result. But if you just do excellent and then breasts, number two result on the entire internet is the Free Talk Live bulletin board system. So the participants there had requested. Uh, that we create a subdomain for them, and so I decided to do that, since they asked so nicely. So now if you want to go directly to the Excellent Breast Thread, you can go to boobs.freetalklive.com. They asked for it, so Merry Christmas. 800 uh, 259 We're talking about the new law, apparently, in Missouri, which the uh, prosecutors have now begun using uh, in regards to vulgar text messages. This cyberbullying law came about as a result of the trial of Lori Drew from Missouri. Uh, She was convicted in Los Angeles on misdemeanor federal charges of accessing computers without authorization last month. Prosecutors say that they created a fictitious, uh, fictitious teenage boy on MySpace, sent flirtatious messages from him to their neighbor, Megan Meyer, who was 13. The boy then dumped Megan in 2006, telling her the world would be a better place without you. Megan hanged herself, and Drew has not yet been sentenced. The trial in California came after a Missouri prosecutor said they couldn't find state statutes that allowed them to file charges, and they felt like they had to do something because this girl was already, she was already messed up in the head.
1: Right. Th- that's what my problem with this is, while I think this is a sad story, obviously I'm not thrilled that some teenager somewhere killed herself, mm-hmm. but obviously this chick had mental issues beforehand that yeah. probably should have been taken care of Beforehand, I mean,
0: she was unstable. Yeah,
1: you don't just kill yourself because somebody tells you that they don't like you.
0: <laughs> you certainly shouldn't. Uh, but she did, and so you should
1: instead find people who do like you.
0: So really, kind of, it's it's almost insulting what these government people do. They try to act like they can actually do something to solve the problem. That way, they can uh, can tout it at their next election. It's really all this is going to do is just get them elect, reelected, so they can say, "See, we're protecting children." Uh, one of the lawyers said Missouri's revised harassment measures are bad law. He says it's probably one of the worst written laws I've seen in my career. He says kids used to say things face-to-face or pass notes in school commenting on someone's looks or weight. The new law criminalizes behavior that otherwise wouldn't be illegal except for the medium. He says it's not criminal. It might be mean-spirited, but it's not criminal. According to the St. Charles County prosecutor, he noted the allegations haven't been proven yet. We're talking about another case now, the case involving a 21-year-old woman who sent some nasty text messages to a 17-year-old girl, or allegedly did, all over a boy. Oh, my gosh, we've got to fight. Because uh, according to the prosecutor, he says the law should make it easier to go after people who are going after people in unusual ways. He said harassment over the telephone has been a crime for years. This changes the law to broaden it to cover new technology. Baina says he's still not sure the current harassment laws, as it relates to electronic communication would have allowed for the prosecution of Drew had it been in effect at the time of Megan's death. He says it would have been difficult to prove the case because of a lack of corroborating evidence. The communications weren't sent by Ms. Drew for one thing, and Drew wasn't charged with harassment in the California case. So apparently 45 states have now updated their laws to address harassment through electronic communications or have crafted new laws to respond to the concerns of so-called cyberbullying or cyberstalking. One of his sponsors in Missouri said the law hasn't been fully tested, but he believes it is making people more aware of what they say online. Because you don't have the freedom of speech online, apparently. You can't. Say mean things to people anymore. Now, the woman in this case, I believe, crossed the line by threatening rape. I think that's pretty mean in that particular case. I don't know what the appropriate
1: and response should be. And when somebody threatens be. rape, at least you have a real cause for concern. When someone no yeah. says you're ugly, it's a totally different situation.
0: Right. And does it only matter if the person goes and kills themselves? Is it only uh, going to be an issue then?
1: I mean, everyone anywhere has been made fun of at some point in their life and while it doesn't feel good it's okay
0: right can i now begin to take cases to the government people when somebody sends me a mean email about free talk live i don't like you ian i like mark better oh god that hurts my feelings let me call the prosecutor (laughs) is there going to be a new snitch line now or we can snitch out uh, the people that we don't like because they said something mean to us at work or sent a nasty email I mean, this is, this is crazy. This And well, it's the and very it's, beginning, too. You know it's going to get worse from here.
1: It, it's just making everybody a bunch of weenies, too. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's how you get tough skin.
0: I agree with you. Although I would still like to hear what other people have to say about the issue of threats. I mean, the, the issue of actually threatening violence against another person. What do you think the appropriate response should be in that particular case? I mean, Julia, you and I, we don't really have any ideas on
1: this. I'll have to think about it. All
0: right. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. In the meantime, we talked to Ray in Illinois, who is back. Ray, <laughs>
6: thank you. My phone dumped me out. Here you Sorry, are, Ray. What's I'm,
0: on your mind tonight?
6: I I was listening to Democracy Now, and they brought up who killed the electric car. Have you seen that video? It's all over YouTube.
0: Uh, we've had people call about it before. It's essentially, from what I understand, kind of the uh, the paranoid uh, concept that. There are these car companies, these oil companies out there suppressing, mm-hmm. actively suppressing those who come up with competitive technologies in the marketplace, uh, either well, threatening them or stealing you, their technology from them, etc.
6: Yes, I have seen the video. There's, I just saw, what was it? Comcast is now broadcasting the Green Channel, and there's a guy in California that takes um, 80s, 70s, 60s, all these different makes the of cars that are gas guzzlers, rips out the engines, and makes them electric. Did
0: you hear about that one yet? Uh, no, I haven't. But there are a lot of interesting innovations out there in, uh, in the realm of the uh, the automotive market that I think are pretty, in, pretty intriguing and yes, kind of exciting as far as what might be coming soon. And I don't really believe the claims. I mean maybe there's some truth to them uh, maybe decades ago, but I don't believe the claims that the oil companies are going around threatening people uh, because no, the fact I- is – the fact is, with the Internet today, it's no problem to get your idea public and, and get it out and get the the sunlight shown on it uh, and, and bring people to the awareness of it without having somebody coming and shut you, shutting you down.
6: It well, it should be. But there's a time for saving the environment. You have to take what you want. Do you want gas going back into the air? Do you want... Like your electric cars that actually not
0: going here. I, for, I for one, dangerous. don't really believe that the environment is in any way threatened, uh, but I thank you for the call. Very interesting that there's even a green channel now. There's a green everything, isn't there? Yes. 1-800-259-9231. Not that I have a problem with things that are green. I like trees and water and air that's clean. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Christmas Day edition of the program. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free one eight hundred two five nine That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so join those on us. And those features, by the way, include the wiki with over 1,800 pages. Created by listeners just like you, just head over to wiki.freetalklive.com. And get interactive. You can edit virtually anything you see. It's like the listener editable version of our website. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com.
1: Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients too. SACL CAI, check out their banner at freetalklive.com. Do business with businesses that support FTL.
0: 800-259-9231, continuing with your calls if you make them. Otherwise, we go to other interesting stories like this one, an update from Atlanta. As you may recall, it was back in November of 2006 when we told you about the story of Ms. Catherine Johnston. She was 92 at the time, and you might remember... Catherine Johnston was murdered by the police in Atlanta in a drug raid gone bad. In so, me- These these things happen so mo- so often uh, across the country, and most of the victims go completely unsung. In Ms. Johnson's case, she got mentioned a little more often than the average drug raid victim because, well, she died. And on top of that, there were no drugs in the, ha- the house. And on top of that, she happened to be 92 years old. So it was really an unusual case because there's just there are just so many of these. Uh, luckily, in in a lot of them, people don't end up dying. They just have their front door busted in, their house torn apart, and their lives shooken up. And, of course, the cops usually barely even apologize for, for their terrible actions. In this case, the case went really bad. I mean, the entire thing was just corrupt from top to bottom. And so what happened as a result of it is there was apparently a... Review board that was created, because this is something that people try to do when uh, police abuse comes to light, when people come to the understanding that the police are not there to protect and serve you, but are instead there to simply serve themselves with whatever it is they want to. When people come to the understanding that the government police are inherently corrupt, I know there are some good guys out there, but I don't know if they're a majority. I'm not really sure about that. I
1: don't believe they are at I don't, all.
0: I don't believe they are, but... This is what StopTheDrugWar.org has to say on the story. Faced with public outrage and revulsion in the wake of the November 2006 killing of Catherine Johnston, 92, in a drug raid that turned out to have no basis, Atlanta city officials created a citizen review board to try to rein in law enforcement abuses. But now, just as the review board is getting up and running, the Atlanta Police Department and the city's law department are seeking to significantly weaken its ability to investigate police misconduct. On Tuesday, the Atlanta PD and the Law Department introduced legislation to amend city law regarding how the board investigates complaints about police. City law establishing the board gives it full access to police reports and documents. But now, police are asking that the law be amended to allow them to turn over only documents and other information that are of public record. Public records documents are typically minimal while a police investigation is ongoing. If the move is approved, it would allow police to withhold most information from the Civilian Review Board until any internal police investigations have been completed. So, as long as the investigation is still open, the cops will be able to say, Well, sorry, we can't give you that information.
1: How convenient. Yeah,
0: so I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but that's what they're angling for. That's and nice. You can imagine that the bureaucrats, considering they're just one big family, a family of gangsters. They'll back one another up in this case. You can expect this to go through. But if Tuesday's public uh, safety committee—excuse uh, excuse, me—Tuesday city public safety committee meeting, where the changes were broached, is any indication, the cops might have a fight on their hands. While APD Major Lane Hagan, who heads internal affairs, and led the effort to weaken the board was present. He didn't speak during the meeting, and the opposition to the changes was not so reticent. A few people denounced the proposed changes, one of them saying that, in effect, it would defang the Citizen Review Board and make it nothing more than a paper tiger. She described the process, or the proposed changes, as ridiculous and insulting. If the amendment passes, uh, was said, he said, excuse me, the board would be like sports events referees trying to do their job wearing blindfolds. While Major Hagen didn't address the meeting, he told the the local newspaper that he feared for the Civilian Review Board, he feared the Civilian Review Board didn't have the experience or the resources to conduct investigations. He worried that the Review Board would rush to judgment without all the facts, he said. For us, I think it's better if we do our investigation in a reasonable period of time and then turn it over to them. And at the end of the day, I think the board is going to be impressed with the kind of work that the Internal Affairs Unit does. (laughs) Well, the four city council members present at the com- uh, committee meeting didn't offer opinions on the proposal, after all, you don't want to you don't want to uh, possibly offend anybody. City councilors, one of them said he had heard frustrated board members were considering resigning. He urged them not to. Just tell them to please stay in place. I want them to have faith in the process. So it will be up to the city council to see if the process deserves the faith. So will the cops in Atlanta be successful in their attempts to gut? The citizens review board as it only begins to get it uh, to get its legs. Probably. Yeah, well, well, odds are good and only time will tell, but we'll bring you the information as it continues.
1: If they shut it down, they can always just bring the idea up again next year and the year after that until it finally gets voted in.
0: That's right, because you should use the system to change the system. You should spend all of your free time going to city council meetings and board <laughs> meetings and running candidates and writing legislation and reviewing legislation and making sure that you call your representatives and running for office. And, oh, my gosh, it's just such a process. Yeah. And it's a process that never ends. If you want
1: your life to really suck, yeah. run for office.
0: And do all the above. <laughs> and because it's just so – I I know there are some people that are into it, and thank goodness for them. I'm, I'm glad they're out there doing their thing because – you know that's uh, apparently it is an important part of all this. I just don't feel like it 's the most critical part and I feel like if we had more people doing disobedience, then it wouldn't be as necessary but that 's just me eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one because in the meantime, while everybody is working to change the laws. The government people are out there just brazenly abusing people, just hurting people, destroying lives, ruining families, uh, throwing people in jail cells that do not belong there, who have not harmed other people. They're just going about stealing people's money, taking houses, taking property, taking cars. They're doing whatever the hell they want to, and then whenever somebody objects, well, vote. Use the system. Change the system.
1: It's not like you vote for the police officers. Nope. It's not like you have that wide of a choice of people to vote from.
0: Yeah, exactly. The people that you it's can choose are like awful. It's not like if
1: you want to try to run for office yourself, like you have a high chance of getting into their little club. It's not
0: like you won't be targeted for retaliation if you run for office. Yeah. <laughs> as so many people who have had good intentions to change the system have discovered that they're... Their business is on the line, and their sanity is on the line uh, simply by running for office. Well,
1: it's, it's really a family business.
0: Uh, you mean the, the family like the mafia family, yeah, like the government exactly. is the family, as in the mafia?
1: Yep, and they do not like letting new people in. Mm-mm. The people that are already in, involved in the system, they know the system, and it's a really difficult process to try to, I mean, go through their... Their uh, processes and stuff to learn how to use the system to your advantage it's just you just end up giving up because it's so depressing
0: you know I'd like to hear a little bit more about the civilian review boards for these police departments because I understand that there are some of them around the country. Does it actually have an effect does a having this review board of again interested well, how activists, are they chosen? That's a good question. That's kind of what I was wondering. How hard would it be for the police to essentially infiltrate the review board? I don't know what the processes are like to create these and staff them. I'm not sure how all that works. So if you live in an area where there is a civilian review board, and you can have some, if you have some sort of comment on whether or not it has done one iota to actually reduce police corruption, I'd love to hear about it one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 that's the SACL CAI toll free line. Speaking of corrupt cop stories, it's been a while since we've shared some with you, and I've got a few. In fact, there's endless amounts of them. There are new ones every single week, and we just don't have enough time to read them here on the program, so we'll we'll stop down and share just a handful of the most recent corrupt cop stories. And what are you supposed to supposed to do about this stuff? These these guys are virtually untouchable. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free this live Christmas Day edition, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. If you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier. You can do it over at amp.freetalklive.com. It costs you all of 3 bucks a month. We take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on as many radio stations as we can from coast to coast, uh, also bringing Internet listeners on board, and we can do much more. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more about the program and to get signed up and to get access to the perks like uh, the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. And the chat room, by the way, pretty busy tonight here on this Christmas day. So uh, my theory is correct: there are still people that want to listen to live radio content on Christmas and other holidays, and that's why we are here for you. The number is also available for you to take control at 800-259-9231. As we go to your phone calls, Krupp Cop stories coming up first. It's Keith in India, or rather in Indiana. Keith, hello.
7: You're yes, on hello. the air. Hello. How are you tonight? Hey,
0: what's on your mind?
7: Oh, a lot. But- I liked what you said. Oh, you mean, all the writing to your congressman for seven decades since the communist takeover under Rosenfeld hasn't worked. Running nope. for public office doesn't work.
0: It didn't work with the the bailout. I mean, you want to talk about a perfect example? The I think probably the most recent perfect example of how how obvious that this is not anything that has anything to do with representation. Uh, they were the congresspeople were 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 saying during the bailout debate that they were getting messages 100 to 1 against the bailout. And what'd they do? They passed the bailout. So the yeah, whole they, idea is ludicrous.
1: They, they they claimed it was a crisis and that we needed an economic That's right. crisis. What do you know?
0: We're going to do what's right, and you people don't know anything.
7: Not to mention they threatened them with a full-blown martial law if they didn't. But they're on the take, and they're all blackmailed and bribed and or bribed. Look, the United States, the corporation, went into bankruptcy slash receivership in 1933. They pledged your property and your bodies to the debt. Now I got a, a website for you. It's called witness dot com. What's that? It's uh, talking all about Zionism.
0: What, well, now, oh. okay, I've heard about. Like, what, what does that mean? Is what is Zionism? I, every time I hear about it, I always have to ask about it because I just don't understand it. Is Some sort of is this some sort of anti-Jewish thing?
7: It's Talmudic. Have you ever studied the Talmud? Get the Talmud unmasked. That's a pantheistic religion. They are running the world. Well, wait, what's wrong with pantheism? Design.
0: What's wrong with pantheism?
7: Well, if you want hell, then there's nothing wrong with it. But if I want that, hell,
0: well, I'm afraid uh, I'm well, going to have to disagree with you here, sir, because I consider myself a pantheist. So what's the problem with pantheism?
7: Well, there's only one true God according to the Bible. But well, that's
0: that's your favorite book, and that's have fine. Your
7: God's you could have your guts on my guy, but if you go to IamTheWitness.com, they're reporting the Baltic Dry Index. They're down from 11,000 ships to just 700. There's going to be no goods. There's going to be no food by February.
0: Oh, that seems a little extreme. I find that hard well, to believe. Well, watch it happen. All right. Will you call us back in, February, in uh, March and uh, check in with us and let us know what you think's going on then?
7: will do i hope you
0: find christ you oh good me. luck buddy thanks 800 259 you know so
1: christians are it's so insulting. nasty like that yeah it's insulting what do your you your life will suck unless you find jesus well i had jesus a long time ago and he didn't really do anything for me so i got away from that
0: right and i can tell you that uh if you want to have if you want to have that attitude with people yeah. like good well you cause... better find christ or you're going to burn in hell
1: yeah. Then uh, you know, Good luck converting people. Yeah,
0: I really want to hang out with people like you there, yes. Keith. I really want to hang out with people like you. Sorry. Now, I'd like to point out there are some really great Christians out there. Uh, Veren he's the president of the Free State Project, very devoted Christian, but one of the the Christians who is friendly. Yeah. And uh and is a pleasant person to be around and doesn't hate other people because of their belief system. And respects your belief system, whatever it is. You, you just don't talk about that stuff. With uh, He doesn't talk, He doesn't. Get, when you're around Varen, he doesn't try to convert you. He doesn't preach the Bible. He doesn't tell you that you're going to hell. He doesn't do any of that stuff. I'm sure if you asked him about his religion, he'd be happy to tell you about it. But he's not somebody that is uh, of the shoving it down the, your throat variety, as perhaps that last caller is. Uh, he doesn't have problems with other people believing what they want to believe. And it's just uh, so I'd like you to know, clarify there's a difference that
1: really turned me away from religion in the first place was the attitude of people like him.
0: I'll pray I, for you, Julia. <laughs> Do you ever hear that one? I'll pray for you.
1: <laughs> I think what's funniest about this is the look on your face, which unfortunately yeah, the radio see. listeners cannot see. But <laughs> it's like I, I used to go to church when I was young and actually too. I, I was baptized as a Mormon when I was in my teenage years. And obviously mentally not stable like many teenagers. But what really turned me away from religion was the fact that most of them are so intolerant and nasty. Mm. I mean, you asking questions, things like that, it's just not encouraged. And I just don't don't want to surround myself with people. I don't want to belong to any sort of organization where people treat me like that. Yeah,
0: if you ask questions in a lot of religions, you're a troublemaker. If you ask questions of the, the official doctrine or show some level of disbelief in it, you're a problem. They don't want you to be asking questions because, well, the fact is they don't have good answers.
1: No, all of their answers revolve, and this guy said it too, how cliche, well, the Bible says so. Okay.
0: Right, that's a book, just like any I've other book. I've got
1: lots of books on the bookshelf, and yeah. they say all kinds of different things.
0: Right. The reason why this one is so well, widely believed is because, well, mom and dad believed in it and so on and so forth, and it just gets passed on down, and uh, people, for whatever reason, believe that their particular book of fiction is somehow more legitimate than all of the other fiction it, it out there. And it should be
1: yours, too, which is what bothers me. Right. Like, look, or if else you, you'll have hell. Right. If you believe what you read in this book and that's proof enough for you, fine. But you can't just tell me that because it's written in a book that that somehow makes it in fact, I'm sorry, but that's just a logical fallacy.
0: It's people like Keith... People like Keith who make Christians look bad. Yeah. It's people like Keith, which is why whenever I say Christian on this show, I'm thinking of people like Keith. And I, I, I have to always correct myself because I have to remember there are people like Gene, the Christian anarchist, and Varen Swearingen, and, and Russell Canning, and these other Christians that are that are closer in my life that I actually appreciate and I, I enjoy spending time with. I've never met Gene, but Russell and, and Varen are great guys. Uh, so, I mean, I enjoy being around those folks. So I have to remember, well, they're Christians too, but they're not the same kind of Christians. There's the Pharisee Christians, as Mark calls them, or the, or the Pharisees, as Mark calls them. And then there's the uh, just the, the regular good Christians. But unfortunately, when the Pharisees call themselves Christians, it makes you look bad. Sort of like how when the Libertarian Party calls themselves Libertarian, it makes you look bad if you, you call yourself a Libertarian. So I'm sorry to those good Christians out there listening that, that aren't like Keith. But it's the it's the loudmouths like Keith that uh, that do real damage to your religion and and how people feel about it. That's that's a reality. Pantheism, oh, pantheism is hell. Well, the idea of pantheism is a simple one. The idea is that the universe in and all that is, if you want to call it God, you can call that God. It, it rejects the idea of a monotheistic being that has some sort of uh, approval ability over how you live your life. And apparently that's a bad thing to him, and that's fine. That's his belief system. He's welcome to have it. But don't be nasty to me. I don't care about you and your Christianity. You can believe whatever you want to believe. Just don't try to control my belief system. Don't try to tell me what I can and can't do. And unfortunately, people like Keith and his other uh, his other brethren in the the realm of these uh, Christians that are just not like real Christians. They uh, they're just nasty. Those people want to tell other people how to live their lives, and it's disgusting. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL, C A I toll free line. Have you? I mean, if you want to comment on this Keith character as far as your thoughts and how people like him may have turned you off to that particular religion, I think I think Keith and the people like him do irreparable amounts of damage to the Christian religion. Like, if Christians actually held to their tenets. Of uh, of of allowing others and and being there for them when they when they want to come on board instead of being so pushy, I think they'd be a lot more appreciated. I think they'd have a lot more fans. Like, wow, look at the Christian church out there doing some good stuff. They're they're helping people uh, get fed and you know doing charitable things. And that's great.
1: I think there are plenty of Christian organizations out there that do help people get fed. The Salvation Army is the Definitely. biggest one that I can think of, and I don't mm-hmm. really know that much about what they do, but they well, they I, preach
0: to the people that they give help to. But that's okay. That's the price you pay for getting help from
1: the Salvation Army. Right. I do see them standing out in the snow in 10-degree weather yeah. ringing bells. So, I mean, I guess they're doing good for people, and that's fine. When you walk by them, they don't say anything to but you. They don't, they don't say. <laughs> the Salvation Army guy does not say,
0: if you don't give, you're going to hell. He doesn't remind you every time you pass by him that a fiery brimstone uh, fate awaits you if you don't help out their organization. But yet people like Keith, are, no, are they have no problem just dropping it right into casual conversation. Well, I hope you find Christ or you'll burn. (laughs) Great.
7: Well,
2: at least I won't be with you. you.
0: (laughs) Yep, 800-259-9231. Our number three is coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. It is the live Christmas Day edition of Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Christmas Day edition of the program, show operating as it normally does. We're here for you, taking your calls about whatever you want. Toll-free number 800 259-9231. that is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you, and Julia. That number again, 1-800-259-9231, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. As we launch here into hour number three of the program, uh, starting out with some corrupt cop stories, as we, uh, as I promised last hour. Haven't done these in a while, uh, so they've been building up, but this is only one week's worth. I'm not going to read more than just a week's worth, because in one week, uh, the folks over at the Drug War Chronicle at StopTheDrugWar.org have dug up, let's see, looks like five different corrupt cop stories for you here. Again, StopTheDrugWar.org reporting that in New York City, three NYPD officers surrendered Tuesday to face felony charges for allegedly sodomizing with a police radio antenna a man they suspected of marijuana possession.
1: Gee. <laughs>
0: yeah. We actually talked about this story uh, a while back on the program. Officer Richard Kern is charged with aggravated sexual abuse and assault, while officers Alex Cruz and Andrew Morales have been charged with hindering prosecution and official misconduct. All three were also charged with misdemeanors related to falsifying records. They were indicted last week by a Brooklyn grand jury investigating charges by tattoo shop employee Michael Mineo that when he fled into a subway station after the trio accused him of smoking pot... They tackled and handcuffed him, pulled down his pants, and sodomized him.
1: That's terrible.
0: Mineo was ticketed for disorderly conduct upon release and was hospitalized for several days for what the hospital discharge papers diagnosed as an anal assault. So, the guy didn't make this one up, did he? Do you think that that he's trying to frame the cops or that the cops are actually that sick?
1: I don't think I could make that up. I feel like if you're going to make something up, a a beating is a little more common. Um, That's one of the most horrible... If I was ever anally sodomized by, uh, by the police, I think I'd never leave my house again. I would be traumatized. That sounds terrible.
0: Well, that's not the only story from New York City. Also in NYC, a state health department supervising narcotics investigator was accused in a report by the state inspector general of being a rogue officer. According to the Inspector General's report, Louis Cristofari, age 49, had a yen for fentanyl lollipops, once fired his weapon accidentally while taking a prisoner to jail and never reported it, had lied about his credentials and employment history, staged amateurish and dangerous sting operations, interrogated suspects despite their protests that they wanted lawyers, and conducted private self-defense counseling on, uh, on state time. So while he was collecting a paycheck from the state, he was also out uh, doing essentially consulting work on self-defense. Christofari came to the attention of the investigators when the New York Times published a photo of his illegally parked yellow Corvette in a story about the abuse of government-issued parking permits. The report concluded that the employee is clearly unfit for a law enforcement position, having shamelessly broken the laws and rules he was hired and pledged to uphold. Christofari is currently on sick leave but faces disciplinary action and possible criminal charges for violating suspects' rights. So... They came across this guy simply because he happened to be caught essentially using his power, his police powers, to park in places he's not supposed to park. Now, if anybody's ever seen what Jimmy Justice does over at YouTube, go ahead and look for Jimmy Justice, and you will be amused. And uh, it's it's so uh, just amazing what this guy uh, does. He is a brilliant activist. He takes his video camera, and he catches these New York police. In most cases, it's traffic enforcers, people who should know the laws about traffic, doing things that are clearly illegal and that anybody else in New York City or driving through New York City would get pulled over and get a ticket for. They get away with it, and he calls them onto the carpet and gets in their face with video camera and and shows them for the – just the hypocrites that they are. And so – they caught one of these people uh in this case it was an NYPD officer a narcotics investigator who was parking illegally and that's what began the the them looking into this guy so he completely would have would have gone untouched if they hadn't of uh, if that newspaper hadn't have done that story on him in the first place so it makes you wonder if you dug in to the New York City Police Department officers on a just a random basis just started investigating them just to see what they were doing with their time It makes you wonder what kind of nastiness you'd uncover. I can tell you that I knew somebody a few years ago down in Florida who was a former New York police detective. And he'd long since retired. And he told me, in no uncertain terms, that every single person he worked with was corrupt. That's what he told me.
1: Well, it... I mean, and it sounds harsh, and you don't want to say that there are no good cops out there, but really, uh, the bad cops rise through the ranks, and the good cops quit or get or get fired or so whatever because they don't like being surrounded by bad guys. Anyone who goes into the police department with good intentions either realizes very quickly that what they had intended to do, like help people, they don't really do. They can't do it. They're, exactly. They're, they're,
0: they've been ordered to give out speeding tickets.
1: And who, if you're a good person, why would you want to hang out with a bunch of jerks? Mm-hmm. At first they may feel empowered to try to change things, but they probably learn very quickly that you cannot change. It's a messed up system, and it's been that way for a very long time.
0: And the corrupt guys have risen through the ranks, so you're, if you're a good guy and you try to out some of the corruption, you'll just be held down. They'll never give you a promotion. I mean, you, you, the whole deck is stacked against you as a good guy in the police force.
1: So I'm of the opinion that almost all cops are bad. Either they, even if they go in with good intentions, maybe they get corrupted when they're uh, re- Adrenaline obviously plays into this as they're busting down doors and stuff. But they you know, maybe yeah, they're the buzz junkies, sure. They get a car and they start to realize that there are certain benefits and they start to become corrupt or they're driven out by the already corrupt cops.
0: Here are a few more of them for you. In Monroe, Michigan, a Michigan State Patrol narcotics officer was placed on leave on December 4th after police searched his home. Lieutenant Luke Davis was a member of the multi-jurisdictional Monroe Narcotics Investigation Office. It's unclear what, if anything, they found, but state police said they were investigating an allegation of potential misconduct. Davis was quick to trumpet his non-involvement with possessing using or trafficking illegal drugs, yet he's, although he has yet to be accused of that, the results of the search and attendant investigation will be sent to the attorney general's office. In Brownsville, Texas, a former Cameron County Sheriff's Department jail guard was arrested for allegedly smuggling drugs into county jails. Gabriel Jacques Gonzalez is charged with Class B misdemeanor possession of marijuana and felony third degree attempted introduction of a prohibited substance into a correctional facility. Gonzalez went down after conspiring with two people to obtain an unspecified amount of marijuana to smuggle into the county jails. Unfortunately for him, his partners turned out to be a confidential informant and DEA agent. Now, of course, this is also something that's going on all over the place. The um, prisoners can easily get their hands on drugs because, well, they demand them. And there are prison guards, corrections officers, who are willing to risk their career uh, to the, just provide the drugs to the prisoners at a tremendous profit, I might add. The
1: black market in prisons, is, is it's far more, uh, drugs cost a lot more money in prison than like they do. Like ten
0: times as much. And it's really, uh, the black market in, increases prices in the regular market, so right. it's really so skyrocketing it's, in prison.
1: Exactly. I've heard something like 60 bucks for a gram of marijuana, which is wow. very high priced.
0: Yeah, and it's not the best marijuana either. no.
1: So, you get I what mean, you, get. you go into you get a prison card, guard job because maybe you like the benefits and then, you know, the, the it pays OK. But you realize that if you start selling marijuana, you can make some cash on the side and you don't have to pay taxes on it. And maybe no one has to find out about it. And you go from there.
0: Exactly right. In Chicago, a former Chicago police officer was convicted of conspiracy for stealing thousands of dollars from drug dealers. Mahmoud Shema and his partner Richard Dorniak were accused of stealing, also accused of stealing $30,000 from a police evidence locker in 2006. Dorniuk testified that he and Shema routinely carried crack cocaine to plan on suspects, paid informants for bad information, and even bribed a judge to approve an arrest warrant. So the corruption just continues. And there's never any abatement to it. People get upset. They form civilian review boards. They try to run somebody else for office, and it doesn't matter. Sheriff Joe Arpaio, as an example, we talked about him last night on the program, Who, a man who is so corrupt and so openly brazen about his corruption that he'll just have his political opponents arrested. So the fact is, how are you supposed to deal with this situation? The fact is, you've got people doing corrupt things, hurting others, throwing people in jail cells who have not harmed others on a regular basis, and on top of all that, you're forced to pay for it. If you don't like it, too bad. If you stop paying, they could steal your home from you. And then those same corrupt officers be coming after you if you don't leave. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, the live Christmas Day edition. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And some of those features, by the way, include archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, click and download the right there on the front page of the website for your download convenience at freetalklive.com. And you can check out Bureaucrash's Podcrash if you're looking for extra audio content of a liberty-oriented persuasion. Your host, Zach Fix, provides an interesting, principled look at the issues on the Bureaucrash podcast. Listen in as they discuss activism, market alternatives to government services, and cultural issues with liberty-minded thinkers, musicians, entrepreneurs, and activists part entertaining part informative always pro-freedom at bureaucrash.com that's bureaucrash.com as we continue your calls are the primary element otherwise we uh we'll talk uh, since we're talking about corrupt cops uh, let's continue on the police tangent here julia and talk about some of the weapons that these cops are ready to use on well you next the what are res- they doing?
1: The research arm of the U.S. Department of Justice is working on two portable non-lethal weapons that inflict pain from a distance using beams of laser of laser light or microwaves with the intention of putting them into the hands of police to subdue suspects. So, mm. I mean, the way I see this, it, it, I'm looking at a picture of it right now. It It looks like a... Weird machine gun, almost as far as size is concerned. Except really? I, I'm. It looks like I guess it's a giant taser. So is it something that one
0: man could hold?
1: One man can hold it, but it's big. Mm. I mean, it's the size of an AK-47. Yeah. So, um, it's it's a laser rifle essentially. Wow. And
0: so the cops are going to have laser guns.
1: Right. I mean, there really isn't much more to read in the story. It goes on to talk about the development of these and how they work. And it's a pain, Ray. It's a pain ray. So they claim that what they're trying to do is, is reduce injuries to suspects. So they'll be using these instead of guns is the idea. Um, if, so you won't die or have a bullet in you. You will just get tasered mm. almost. But my problem with this is the, just the margin for abuse. I mean, when they introduced tasers to a lot of police departments around America, uh, they were tasering five-year-olds and old ladies.
0: They have really gotten out of hand with the taser thing. The original point behind the taser was a similar point, is that, well, we're only bringing these in to help keep people safe. I mean, if we're going to shoot somebody, we'll use the taser instead, and and we'll preserve that person's life, and that sounds
1: good. Right. A, A taser should only be used when you would use a gun. So you put them on the ground with a taser instead of putting a bullet in their
0: head. Well, that used to be the policy, but the policy has shifted. And, you know, it may be the policy at some police departments. It may differ depending on the department. But at a lot of police departments, the policy has shifted away from using the taser as a replacement for a gun to using the taser for what they call pain compliance. So, so
1: getting people to do what they want by right. by inflicting a large amount of pain to them.
0: Exactly. So as a master would over. with a slave. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and so we've seen so many examples. Uh, One of the uh, more recent ones, I guess, was, or I mean recent as in the last year, was a guy that was pulled over, side of the road. He wasn't getting his license fast enough, so the cop tased him. And so if you're just not doing, even if you're doing what they want you to do, if you're not doing it fast enough, they'll tase you. If you're being somewhat uh, questioning toward them, Like, if the cop says, I need you to do so-and-so, and and you say, well, why? Well, they'll tase you, just depending on how uppity the cop is feeling in that particular day. They can totally get away with it, too. Even if somebody dies because of the tasing, the cops get away with
1: it. Yeah. Uh, So I'm a little scared when I'm looking at this picture of some guy with essentially the machine gun of tasers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, police are gonna be walking around with these now?
0: Right. I mean it's a laser gun, so how long's the range? Does it mention in the story how how uh, how far you can be away from this cop and, and be shot with this
1: thing? Uh fifteen meters.
0: So three feet per meter, so, right, so that's
1: forty five feet. Yeah,
0: that's that's a decent 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 amount. And so the results of this are just pain that's going to stop you in your tracks, basically? Yes. You know, this. Um, it sounds like a smaller version of, or a more miniaturized version of what they at one point had mounted on the tops of trucks. Have you seen these things? Like the, they have like a parabolic dish and there's an operator up there and it's like on top of a Humvee or something like that. And the U.S. military was using it in Iraq and they've now, you know, police departments have them, big places like New York City, where they'll essentially roll down the streets during a protest or something like that with this ray gun so it sounds to me like they've take they're working on making that ray gun that they already have that i think that i think they have a couple different versions of them one's like a heat gun where it heats up your skin to the point where you just can't tolerate it anymore the other one is some sort of noise gun that is it creates a very unpleasant sound that will essentially uh freeze you in place you will not want to do anything when you're hearing that sound so they have this technology but it's big right so it sounds to me like they're trying to uh, to make smaller versions of this so more officers can be armed with these things and you'll see this develop over the years you'll see them probably five ten years from from now every officer will be armed with stuff like this maybe even sooner than that it's disturbing and scary and very police state and it comes back you know brings me back to the question before of what do you do about this? How do you, how do you it, solve this problem?
1: It really creates a moral conflict for me because, I mean, my first thought is, well, you know, I just, I'm just i so sick of stuff like this. This isn't my... They don't have my best interest in mind. I'd like to stop paying taxes. I would, too. But it's scary and hard. It's a huge step to do it.
0: Right, because then you'll get to feel what the rate gun know, feels like when you won't like, leave your house you know, after they've stolen it.
1: Exactly. So I... I I'm really it puts me in a bad position because I want to stop paying for stuff like this but I'm scared that if I stop paying taxes um like on the federal level for example to to stop funding this kind of crap mm-hmm. um that they'll come after me and give me an even bigger bill.
0: Now to the credit of the people that operate the police department where we live here in New Hampshire it's my understanding they don't have a taser or the officers are they they may have a taser in the department but the officers that are on the streets do not have tasers. So here in New Hampshire or at least in our little corner of it things have not gone so bad like they're not as right. far gone here sure as they are elsewhere. I'm sure they'd love
1: to get their hands on them, though.
0: I don't know about that. I'm sure some of them would the more sadistic ones probably would. I don't know how they all feel about that. Well, I are I just, you
1: telling me the chief of police doesn't wouldn't like to get his hands on some better weaponry? It's a good question. I'm sure a lot of know. it has to do with funding.
0: Maybe. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Because they get Homeland Security money. I'm sure they could have spent it on tasers had they wanted to. I don't know why they chose not to. I don't know what the policies are. I I, I can't go out on a limb. I remember uh, talking to one of the the cops about it, uh, Lieutenant Maxfield, and... I don't recall what his answer was. So I don't want to put words in his mouth. So if they want to call and answer that for themselves, they're welcome to. But my point being that the New Hampshire cops have not degenerated as far as the rest, a lot of the rest of the cops around the country. That's not to say that I agree with everything they do. They're still putting people in prison cells who have not harmed others, and it's that alone. I mean, the, the tasers and the, uh, the violence and all that is bad enough. But well, just the putting the regular folks that have not hurt people in jail cells, that's reason enough for me to say I don't want to pay for this.
1: Right, but as it continues to get worse and worse and worse, the question keeps coming up in my mind. I don't want to pay for this anymore. Right. I don't want to pay for this anymore, and it's re- it's really conflicting.
0: Well, I hope we can get enough people here in New Hampshire, whether it's here in Keene or across the state, together, to where we can join together and together not pay for this. Because if you do it by yourself, they're going to cut your they're going to cut your head off. You're gonna you're gonna lose. Uh, but if you have a handful of people, or better yet, more than a handful of people who who are coming out and saying, I am not paying for this, and here's why, then I think you have a real powerful place to be coming from there. More on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Hey, podcast listeners. I've been working with a couple of advertisers who have concerns about the ages of our podcast listenership. Generally, the younger the person, the more likely they are to fill out a survey. We need to counteract this trend. Please, Take a moment to go to survey.freetalklive.com and let us know your age and sex. That's survey.freetalklive.com, especially if you're over 25. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything, dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. This live Christmas Day edition of the program, it's Ian here with you. And Julia. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And I'd just like to say, thank goodness for Chinese restaurants. Thank goodness for Chinese takeout. Because they have provided us with our Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. And it's a good thing they're open. I think because they
1: did last year, too. I think
0: they did, yeah. last uh, they're just Who else is open on Christmas? Is anybody else open on Christmas Day? There were no grocery stores open. I guess the occasional convenience store, they're probably open. Who else? Who else is open on Christmas Day? Have you been out and about driving around today? Have you seen anybody open? Any major retailers? I mean, the grocery store wasn't open today. You were actually going to make something today, Julia, but... You needed a couple of extra ingredients, and they they weren't open. None of the
1: stores were open today. Yeah, and I seem to remember last year one of the local 24-hour ones being open till a certain time in the early afternoon. Yeah. And not at all. They closed at 6 last night, and so I was SOL.
0: Yeah, and they probably missed out on a lot of business. So uh, is it is it just Chinese restaurants, or is there something else that's open on Christmas Day? one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 So uh, since we're talking cops... Let's go up to the federal level and talk about the propaganda machine that the police have on their side. Because you were talking about, Julia, how you see all this police abuse, you see all the corruption, all the hypocrisy, you see them throwing peaceful people in jail cells, you see them hurting people with the tasers and this new laser gun that they have, and just just being awful in general. And it, it it makes you feel like you've had enough, that you want to do something about it, and you want to stop supporting them. Unfortunately, you come up against the obvious uh, problem of the fact that they're going to come and steal your house from you if you don't pay property taxes. There's that fact. And it's just just a scary road to go down to stop paying these, these violent people. Now, I know some cops are good guys. We're talking about the bad guys here. And so... Y- it, right there, you run into a problem because, well, they're violent. They're willing to use violence against you. But the other problem is, is that how people perceive the police. The other problem is if you all of a sudden begin a protest of, well, I'm not going to support the police anymore, then a lot of the people in the society around you will, will consider you an enemy. They will consider you a problem because they believe the police are good. They believe that the that what the police are doing is uh, something that is is in demand, and that they're they're helping people that uh, that need help, and the cops are good guys. And there there was a lady on the local one of the local talk shows here in Keene, New Hampshire, that said that she didn't think there was any problem with the police. There is nothing wrong with what the police are doing, and so you're going to come up against the mentality that well, the, what the police are doing is right. That they're just enforcing the law, that they're, they're, they're just doing their jobs, you don't need to be targeting the police, Julia, you need to be going after the politicians, it's all the politicians' fault, you need to use the system, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so you're dealing with a mentality that has been inculcated in Americans and p- people around the world, but I think Americans have it real bad. This mentality of worshipping the enforcers, worshipping the police and it's an it's a mentality that's certainly brought about in the government indo- indoctrination system in a major way where they bring in officer friendly into the class and talk about how great
1: the police are and it's they, uh, of course they treat 7 year olds a little different most 7 year olds a little different than they treat uh, sure. uh your average um adult
0: Right and they treat old people a little differently too which is the the lady that called the show was very elderly you could tell because of her voice and so yeah you don't believe there's anything wrong with the cops because they're not arresting you or your husband and throwing you in a jail cell for having a little too much wine at the end of dinner time you know, they're not arresting you, so these negative consequences that we so obviously see, since we are of a younger uh, sect, uh, and, set and we see our friends and our associates being thrown in prison cells, we can see the obvious problems. But, but a woman like that, who only encounters a cop when uh, she's called them for assistance because her husband has fallen uh, and can't get up or something like that, is she's completely in a different world. And so these people believe that the cops are out there serving and protecting and doing their job, and they believe they're doing a good job of it. And the government school system is where, where the indoctrination begins, and it never stops. Because government schools indoctrinate the, new, the journalists of America, and so when the cops uh, – when people grow up and they grow out of the government schools, they get it from the news media that the cops are great, that the cops are, are worthy of worship. They get that indoctrination continually throughout their lives. And so it's kind of a process to try to uh, to try to disabuse people of this particular mindset and shows like Homeland Security USA do not do anything to help our side of the, of uh, this particular debate of this discussion. Have you seen the promo for this yet, Julia?
1: I saw I did not see a promo. I've. I know of its existence. Pull
0: pull up YouTube, and then during the next break, uh, look for Homeland Security USA, and then watch the promo. But here's the story from the Associated Press. Ratings champion American Idol will face serious competition when it returns next month. The Department of Homeland Security. Homeland Security USA, an ABC reality series debuting January 6th, tracks the daily efforts of the federal workers responsible for safeguarding the nation's airports, borders, waters, and any place else, threats might arise. While viewers see the mechanics of agencies including Immigration and Customs Enforcement and the Transportation Security Administration, these are the new stars of the new upcoming television season, our men in blue and black. Absent is such uh, discussion of such hot button issues as post September 11th security programs or immigration policies. That's by design, says series, uh, series executive producer Arnold Shapiro, whose credits also include Rescue 911 and Big Brother. Shapiro says it doesn't have a political point of view. It's not meant to show the department higher-ups, just the average men and women out on the front lines protecting our country from various things illegal Do and dangerous. Do Homeland
1: Security agents protect uh, us from I, – I mean, the, the last I heard about a Homeland Security agent was – the guy who arrested, like, Lauren Canario for being in an IRS office.
0: Don't you understand, Julia? It's the Homeland Security men and women of this country that are making it safe. It's because of these bureaucrats that nobody is attacking America. Don't you understand the job these people well, are doing out like there every day?
1: I the front lines, too, because it's not like they're out there. I mean, front lines to me implies, like, soldiers in trenches taking bullets.
0: They feel like they're soldiers. They feel like they're soldiers. They feel like they're heroes. And that's what the, the viewpoint of this show is. And to, Listen to this this uh, slimy producer, uh, Arnold Shapiro. <laughs> listen to him. He says it doesn't have a political point of
1: view. Yes, it does. Well, what he means is it doesn't have a left or right ah, point of view. Yeah,
0: good point. That is what he means. Well,
1: because that's what most people think when they think politics. There's only two choices. Right. There's left and there's right. Not statism Not so. versus not statism. Right.
0: There is no debate on this show. There's no discussion on this show. It's not a point-counterpoint. There aren't two sides debating the issues about the police and freedom and security in America. There's no discussion here. This is going to be, a, I don't know if it's a half-an-hour program or a one-hour-long show, but it is going to be a series, and it's going to be a, a pounding over and over again into the heads of Americans that these people are heroes and that they're doing something that's worthwhile and that they should be lauded for it. That's the point that's the point of view of this show, and it is very political. The entire show is a political show to suggest that these people are doing something valuable. He says it's not meant to show the higher ups, just the average men and women on the front lines protecting our country from various things, illegal and dangerous homeland security
1: various things
0: yeah, like drugs. Homeland Security uh, USA has a week to win viewers before it'll face some competition with the dancing show or American Idol or whatever. The ABC series filmed with the department's full cooperation. Hmm. Now, before we continue the uh, the story here, I'd like to point out that when Hollywood movie producers want to get the military's cooperation to create a movie, they go to the military and they submit the script. So they give the script to the military, and the military reviews the script. And the military is reviewing the script for what?
1: To make sure it portrays the military in the heroic fashion that.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And if it does, then they'll grant them the tanks and the airplanes and whatever it is that they need. So you can better believe that in order to get Homeland Security's cooperation, they have to show them in a positive light all of the time. It's like cops. It's a complete propaganda show. That's what this is all about. So anybody that thinks that the security state or the police state is going to go away under the Obama administration is absolutely fooling themselves. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll free eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 800-259-9231. Even in these remaining moments, enough time for your calls. This live Christmas Day edition of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. If you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do so. By learning how to promote the show, head over to promote.freetalklive.com. You'll see a whole list of various different things you can do, most of them completely free or very low cost. So enjoy uh, helping us spread this message of freedom as far as wide as possible by going to promote.freetalklive.com. Your efforts are much appreciated. That's promote.freetalklive.com. And join us for the Liberty Forum coming up in early March, March 5th through the 8th. FreeStateProject.org slash LibertyForum is the website. You can get signed up there and use our discount code to save yourself 10%. The code is 2009FTL. That's 2009FTL. And you'll be on board for the Liberty Forum. We're going to be there broadcasting live. And a whole bunch of other people are going to be there, too. Hundreds of them, as a matter of fact, throughout the weekend in the Nashua, New Hampshire Crown Plaza Hotel, very nice location, uh great crowd of folks. All of them are liberty-oriented individuals, so you will feel what it's like, if you've never been before, to be surrounded, literally surrounded by people who have a similar mindset as you. It results in some interesting conversation, uh, great social networking opportunity, great ch- uh, great chance to libate, do some after-hours partying, have some dinners and lunches and breakfast with people that, uh, that you and will immediately, many of them, you'll immediately get along with. Uh, and, uh, the, of course, the the guest list is incredible as well. The list of liberty-oriented speakers, people like Glenn Jacobs, WWE's Kane is going to be in attendance. Uh, that's His real name is Glenn Jacobs. Mary Ruart, the author of Healing Our World, the book you suggested earlier tonight, Julia. She is going to be there in person, which I think is uh, pretty exciting. I think she's, uh, she's a hero of mine. Uh, David Nolan, the founder of the Libertarian Party, a man who's been speaking out recently against the very party that he helped found. Uh, he's going to be there, Richard Heller from the Heller versus D.C. gun decision, and so many more. Also, more to be announced. They've only announced one of the two keynote speakers at this point, so we'll see who the other big name is supposed to be. I, I don't even, I haven't heard any hints as to who the other name is supposed to be, but uh, it might be a big one. That's about all I know. So more coming up here on the Liberty Forum as we learn more about it. You want to get the early bird price while you still can. Go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum, and we'll see you in early March at the Liberty Forum. All right, 800-259-9231, continuing the story here about the new propaganda show that's going to be airing starting January 6th on ABC called Homeland Security USA. Where according to the show's producer, it's going to show the average men and women on the front lines protecting our country from various things illegal and dangerous. The ABC series uh, is a virtual travelogue in the first episode as it skips from border crossings in Blaine, Washington and San Isidro, California to Los Angeles International Airport to a mail processing plant. <laughs> Turns out that even mail has dramatic possibilities as sharp-eyed officers pry open toys containing black market prescription drugs and uncover an exotic and illicit food item, barbecued bats from Thailand. The show mixes the offbeat and the serious, including drug smugglers, people trying to enter the country with doctored papers, and a woman who's been shoved under a car seat in a painful, failed attempt to slip into the country. Not all goes the department's way in the 13 episodes. In one scene, guns are drawn against a man trying to drive across the U.S.-Mexican border with his family, terrifying his wife and young children until agents discover it's a case of mistaken identity. I wonder how that one will play out on this particular show. I mean, considering they have the cooperation of the Department of Homeland Security, how will they portray that particular episode? Will it just be an oopsie? Oh, well, it's a price we have to pay trying to be secure. Occasionally we'll make a mistake and, you know, we let these folks go and have a nice day, folks. Bye bye. How will they handle that particular story? And they certainly are not going to show the insides of the detainment facilities yeah. where the supposed illegal immigrants have, are kept for weeks Are they going to
1: show the Border Patrol agents uh, helping smuggling drugs <laughs> and people in? No. Are they going to show that side of it?
0: No, definitely not. Probably not. not. Uh, Shapiro, the producer, says he has retained control over the show's creative content. The department pre-screened episodes and could ask for deletion of elements that would have revealed law enforcement strategies, infringed on personal rights, or jeopardized pending legal cases. S- uh, series is based on Australia's popular border security. So essentially, this is a show that has worked in another country, and of course it'll work here. COPS was a huge success. People have been effectively indoctrinated with a police, uh, police are our buddies mentality, and so I'm sure this will be a ratings hit. Uh, apparently it's intended as entertainment without a political point of view, says ABC's inje- executive in charge of alternative series. The department says, saw the show as a great opportunity to help the American public understand what their government does and what the Department of Homeland Security, the youngest government department, does, said department spokes Ed Fox. But Homeland Security USA's provoked debate site Unseen Facebook page opposing the series drove more, uh, drew more than 500 postings. Within its first few days, many were negative, including denunciations of the show as government propaganda. Yay! I'm glad people are able to figure this one out. And there are a lot of people that will be against a show like this, but it doesn't matter who's against the show, it matters who watches the show. Because odds are good that the people that are against it aren't going to stop watching Lost or their other favorite ABC television shows in protest. So this particular piece of government propaganda will be allowed to propagate itself as far as the marketplace will allow it to. And it will tie right in with all of the other government propaganda shows like cops and the other semi-propagandist shows like the CSIs and these other co- – I mean, I've never seen CSIs, so I'm imagining what it's like. I've seen cop shows in the past where essentially the police are glamorized, the police are worshipped, and it will just continue to feed into that mentality. And it's sad. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. The page page was, by the way, created by Tina Schull. This is the opposition. She represents the opposition whose critical view of homeland security was shaped in part by the detention and deportation of her Albanian husband after he was refused political asylum. She says that my biggest fear about the show is its simplifying a very complex range of duties DHS takes on. It's making light of a very serious, very controversial issue in our society today. The uh, producer, however, is adamant in his defense. He says, I don't see how actually and factually documenting something that happens before our eyes and editing it in a factual way, in other words, not manipulatively, can be considered propaganda. <laughs> well, I guess that remains to be seen. I can tell you, the promo that I watched, the 30 second promo that ABC's running right now, makes it look like a very worshipful program. Does not seem to be objective in any way, shape, or form. It is. All Homeland Security, all the time.
1: Rah, rah. So,
0: about, I think it's interesting that uh, the, uh, Tina Schull, the, the, the graduate here who has uh, created this anti-Homeland Security USA uh, webpage, has essentially had her life touched by these bureaucrats in a very negative fashion. And it's unfortunate that that's what it has to come to for a lot of people. Like, that's their wake-up call, is when it happens to them. When, it's finally, when finally the, uh, the nasty iron fist of the state comes down and crushes their life, then it's something they pay attention to. Then it's something they're willing to get active about. But until then, it's just, oh, well, you know, those are bad guys. Oh, they're illegals. Hey, drugs are illegal. We should go after those folks. Until then, it's all fine and dandy until it's one of your friends or family members that gets caught in the midst of it. Until it's your life that gets upset, until it's your freedom that is infringed upon, then it's all fine. It's not your life. It's not your problem, right? That's, that's the attitude of a lot of Americans. Oh, those are just the bad guys. It's not going to affect me. I'm a law-abiding citizen. But the fact is, you don't know if you're breaking the law.
1: Yeah. There are so many laws, and there are so many new laws that you couldn't possibly keep up with them unless you devoted your life to keeping up with laws and constantly Reading new ones, and I mean, everyone breaks the law.
0: Everybody does. Even Everybody these bureaucrats. breaks the law. Yep. So you have no idea, and they don't have any idea either. Because if you don't have time to read the law, these bureaucrats certainly don't have time to read the law, which is why we see so many examples of the of the, the cops just making crap up. And they know that if they make something up and they say, well, I'm arresting you for blah 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 and it turns out that blah 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 isn't actually a law, and they just were, you know, Arresting you because they can
1: disorderly conduct.
0: Disorderly conduct or whatever. There's not much you can do about it.
1: Oh, I mean, sorry about that.
0: Oops, yep. Oh, just like they're going to do with this family here in one of their episodes, where they hold a family at gunpoint and terrify them until they discover, oh, it's just a case of mistaken identity. You're the wrong John Smith. Uh, we're sorry, folks. We're just going to let you go today. Have a nice day. Keeping you safe here. That's going to be uh, probably the the way it's handled. So they're not going to show you what happens when they take somebody into one of their facilities, hold on to them for weeks at a time. They're not able to call their friends or their family. They're not able to get in touch with a lawyer. As these detention facilities, these immigration detention facilities are just overrun with people. Of course, people who have not harmed others. These immigrants will be portrayed as criminals on the show. The drug dealers, the drug smugglers will be portrayed as criminals. And these cops will be portrayed as the heroes every episode, every single time, even if the heroes occasionally make a mistake. They'll just write it off. Oops. See, we made a mistake. Well, too bad. Even if we make mistakes and hurt people, you're gonna to have to keep paying for it every year. It's been Ian here with you. And Julia Hey, we'll be back tomorrow night online in the meantime at Freetalklive.com, and I think Mark's coming back tomorrow from his vacay. So we'll see you then online at Freetalklive.com